What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2, another week. Solo this week, though. Ryan Rucco is out this week. He's doing the WNBA draft. So I will be teasing you guys up for the Calvin Johnson episode solo. This last week, I got a chance to go to the Masters and spend a couple days in Augusta. If you're a golf fan and you've never had a chance to experience that, I would, I would say go ahead and do that because that was, I think, for me, the best sporting event that I've ever um, attended. I was there Wednesday uh, for the practice round and Thursday for the first round. Got a chance to see Tiger before he withdrew. And it's just Disneyland for adults who love golf, man. It's, it's a pretty cool experience. So if you get a chance to do that, head out to Augusta and check out the Masters. We get into this episode with Calvin Johnson. We talk a lot about you know him being a two-star athlete as a as a kid. He played baseball growing up. You know he's uh, been successful on on every level and everything that he's done. I got a chance to spend some time with him last year at Derek Jeter's golf event. Had a lot of fun, and he really started talking to me about about his CBD company, Primitive. They're doing a lot of cool things ahead of the game on a lot of the technology, especially with the electric light powder that they have. He sent me a, a sample, and and I've been drinking it every day. I actually ordered some, so he gets into a lot of uh, the technology and, and things that they have going on with that. And you know, we also get into him talking about the, his Lions career and you know retiring early and everything that that Detroit still means to him. He still lives there, so you know he's still close to that organization. And without further ado, here's Calvin Johnson on this week's R2C2 episode. See, I think we should start with something that you just uh, brought up to Calvin, which was his golf game, man. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, just the the lack of, of golf that we get to play living in the in the cold weather state. So I was asking you about the golf game, and and you said you don't you don't start playing until when? Until snowboard season is over. I got to put the snowboard down first. <laughs> <laughs> and in Michigan, when is snowboard season over? In like June? <laughs> man, actually, snowboard season over now here in Michigan, bro. We ain't got no, we, we haven't gotten good snow out here really all year, but, you know, I, I look forward to getting out west all the time. That's yeah. Are, are you, it's because interesting because obviously, you know, you could live anywhere, right? What made you stay in Michigan, Calvin, even after your NFL playing days? Yeah, man, it's really the business. You know, I had, I mean, wifey, you know, even I, we were going to move down south uh, right after uh, retirement and whatnot. But the business opportunities, you know, they started to pop up and it's really just hard to leave a business um, and, and be in a totally different place. Yeah. I also, I'm just like getting in a, a vision of you snowboarding. That I mean, it must be. <laughs> are, are, it he's got to be, be really sight, good man. at it. Yeah. But he's got to be really good at it, though. Yeah. yeah, I ain't gonna be out there falling. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I've been snowboarding now like six years now. So you know, I, I, I got my step ins. I'm I am a I'm a fluid snowboarder. <laughs> Man, I, I I tried it, bro. So the first time I went snowboarding, uh, I think it was around 2005. And that's when I tore my meniscus. So did that in the off season in Tahoe. And I was like, all right, like I'm gonna wait until I retire and then try to do it again. And we went we went on a trip to uh to Finland and I tried to snowboard and and it was literally the worst experience of my life. I have no balance. I couldn't get off this the ramp. I had everybody waiting. Like it was Oh no, and you're like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm never going on a cold weather um uh vacation again, man. It's just not for me. I can't do it. 
I guess I can mark CC off the invite list. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're going to ask for anything like that, mark me off the list, bro. <laughs> That's funny. Now, Calvin, speaking of other sports uh, that you you dominated in, I'm sure a lot of our audience doesn't know that. You were an exceptional high school shortstop, right? You had you had a lot of MLB scouts interested in you. Yeah, I, I played um I played all over the place, but I mainly played in center field. I pitched a little bit until I hurt my elbow, but I was just hawking them down, making diving catches in the center field and and, and outfield, and then um my bat started to come along a little bit too. So um yeah, I was being you know, you know I was being looked sought after a little bit when I was in high school. Did you when did you start playing baseball? Did you play baseball as a kid, like growing up? Yeah, I played baseball, shoot, from T-ball. You know, I, I wanted to play football from a little kid, but my mom wouldn't let me. She wouldn't let me until I got to seventh grade. Ooh, that was a smart move by mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess she was planning on something, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she knew what was going on. Now, had you continued with your baseball career, Calvin, would you – do you think you had a shot to go pro? You know, um, I got a shot. I would have had a shot to go play in the, in the, in the leagues, I guess the – the minor leagues. I would be. A, I would have had a chance to go play in the minor leagues right out of high school. But I, you know, I think the one decision or one thing that helped me make that decision was, you know, my sister was tutoring me when I was in, in college and really just helping me make sure I'm ready for college. You know, just make sure I'm open on my stuff. My mom, she being an educator, she, you know, she forced me to go down uh, downtown. My sister went to Clark Atlanta University, and being around the college scene, man, I was like, man, how could I forego this? You know, mm. <laughs> you yeah, Atlanta, all the beautiful people. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it is a once in a lifetime sort of experience. And, mm -hmm. and there's a connection here, see, because yeah. your son is playing baseball at Georgia Tech as a freshman. Calvin, you obviously were a star at Georgia Tech. What, what can you tell little C about the experience of, of being at Georgia Tech? You know, the thing about Georgia Tech, you don't realize you're in the middle of a major city until you step outside of the campus. You, when you're on that campus, you just, it's just really like, oh, I'm on a college campus. It's, it's nice and tight. And it is not, a, it does not a super expansive campus, but it's sitting right off of Highway 75 and 85 in the middle of Atlanta. And it's just on the, you know, it's just right there. You wouldn't notice it driving by, but you are in a, a major city, though, you know, so you do have that, you know, that, 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 that following that comes with that. So I think that, that that that's that's the good part about it. You know, you're going to have media, you know, being there. And, you know, uh, Georgia Tech's had a great baseball program for a long time. You know, so I really look forward to seeing uh, him down there. Is Danny Hall still the coach over there? Or? Danny Hall still the coach. Yep. yep. Good dude. Good dude. Yeah. But the, the – uh... My, my my boy ain't never coming home, bro. He loves Atlanta. And, and you just said you just said Clark Atlanta. He got a chance to go to Clark Atlanta and Spelman for homecoming and all that. That that boy ain't never coming. He ain't I mean, never leaving yeah. Atlanta. It's it's a wrap, bro. He and it like you said, the campus is right downtown. But yeah. you feel like you're you on a college campus and you step out and you got downtown Atlanta. So uh yeah, I mean it's gonna be tough to get him to, to move back to Jersey after being in Atlanta only for like nine months now. So it's crazy. That Southern hospitality going to keep him. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, yeah. what – I mean, you were just – obviously, you, you were an unbelievable NFL player. But speaking about the Georgia Tech time, you were an incredible receiver at Georgia Tech. What are – what's a, one of your fondest memories? It doesn't have to be football-related, but when you just think about your experience at Georgia Tech. Man, I don't know if y'all – is y'all show – You could say – you could not. Oh, it's, no. It's hell no. That's my show. <laughs> NC-17. You know, the greatest thing about my tech was that was my first experience with cannabis. 
And it was a good experience. <laughs> and I guess today I'm in the cannabis industry, but you know, I think, you know, so many great relationships there. I mean, I think about like only my second game playing, you know, it was like, you know, welcome to the national stage. You know, I played against Clemson and had three touchdowns in the game, but you know, just really, um, you know, I don't want to say cannabis was my only thing there. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if that was the experience, it was a great experience. It is it what it is. It was my first experience, though. That is true. It was my first experience with cannabis. Uh, so that was, that, was, that was a pretty cool thing. Just just like I say, it's, it's the industry that, I, that I'm in right now that I lead a team on. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. You know what's crazy is that I wish I would have had that opportunity like you did. Like you, you said your sister was at Clark Atlanta just to, to get that like that feel of a college campus when you're in high school. Because for me, I didn't, I mean, I wanted to go to college, but I wish I would have had like that influence and experience mm -hmm. to like see, oh, like this is really cool. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And to have that instead of going out of high school, I wish I, I wish I would have went to school for sure. I feel you. Where, I mean, where would you have gone? Have, did you have any places you were I, thinking about? If, if I would have really went, it would have been to UCLA. That's okay. where I would have probably went. So, I mean, it would have probably been a great experience. And, you know, like our generation, we grew up wanting to play in college. These kids now, they grew up just thinking about the pros and, you know, foregoing college. But for us, college was, you know, you had to go you had to go that route to get to the pros. Mm -hmm. So I grew up wanting to play college sports, you know what I'm saying? And, and just, you know, circumstances and whatever, you know, worked out in a different way. But I wish I had that opportunity to go to a college campus when I was in high school. Yeah. Well, yeah. Calvin, normally, um, you know, we'd save your, your 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 business venture for the end of the program. But since you just segued so nicely, I mean, you are working now in the cannabis industry, although your company, Primitive, is beyond just cannabis, a wellness company at large. What can you tell us about just as far as what you guys are doing and, and, and the business and, and your interest and investment in this field? Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, you know, cannabis, we call ourselves primitive for this reason I'm about to explain, you know, cannabis is being used by humans for millennia, you know, plant medicine, but cannabis in particular, because that's what we're talking about here. So by definition or by nature, it is primitive. Um, I think that a big part of me wanting to be in this industry was, you know, my own experiences um, in conflict with those stigmas that are out there right now, you know, and, and seeing what my experiences were being positive, being that of, you know, this is a great tool. This helps me sleep, which is great for my recovery. It's, it's, there's more than that. And I'm just like, okay, man, like there's more to this than we talk about. And it really wasn't until I was on Dancing with the Stars, I was about to like dip off the show because I was like, my ankles were swelling up like they did when I was playing. I couldn't move and you got to be on your toes all the time. I just, I just couldn't make it happen. And um, one of my buddies brought me a topical and I started using it days later, my swelling subsided and I'm just like, holy crap. You know, that was the aha moment for me when I use it in a different application than, you know, rolling it up and smoking it and trying to get your relief that way. Um, that I was like, okay, there's more to this, you know, let's get down to the science of it. And with the company that we created, you know, that's what we're focused on, you know, education, innovation and research. Um, and we're just being able to now scratch off that research and, you know, we've been, you know, advocates in the industry. Um, we're being innovative with the products that we're creating um, on the nanotechnology side, which is exciting for us. So it's just continue to, you know, just be what we talk about, do, do the things that we uh, set out for ourselves and keep it all in front of us. What do you have going on on the nanotechnology side? Yeah, so essentially what we started with primitive performance is um, basically bringing those products that we use on the field, you know, just for, 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 for all athletes. 
creating those products like a topical um, and the ORS. Those are our first two SKUs. The ORS being an oral rehydration solution, you know, we think liquid IV element in those companies, but what we're doing different is that we're adding cannabinoids to it. You know, um, with that in the topical, we're bringing in the use of CBD, CBC, CBN, and CBG. And with those, with that, you know, we're able to fight inflammation both internally and, and topically. Um, I'm most excited about the topical though, because, you know, I have all my bumps and bruises. Like I say, we're all active. So I, I get the most use out of that one. And it works very well um, for all the ailments that I have. So just, just excited to be able to, you know, to impact other folks in ours uh, quality of life. Is the goal to to try to get the NFL to, to use this stuff in, in the training rooms as, as opposed to some of the stuff that we have in there now? Yeah, I mean, and, and the stuff that we have in there now is just like big tubs of stuff that might get your muscles warmed up or, you know, uh, might cool them off. But there's no function to those. It's really just, I mean, it doesn't, there's, it doesn't, there's no healing or anything that comes with that. But that's why we created our brand in such a clean way um, is just to be able to attract um, uh, those, those, you know, the likes of the NFL in different leagues. You know, that's why we have the cleanness. That's why we have our vision, mission and core value as such. You know, focused on on, on on advocacy and education and innovation and research so that we can, you know, prove what we're doing, too. Well, we'll make sure to get you our addresses at the end for all the free samples, Calvin. Thanks so mine's much. Already, <laughs> mine's already here, Ruko. You late, bro. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, check that tracking number, man. I'm going to send you another one, though, if you don't yeah. see it. Don't worry. I'm going to give you another one anyway. You'll be good. He, he sent me the tracking number for the for the uh, topical this morning, so I'm waiting on mine on the way, bro. <laughs> nice, man. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, Calvin, you have, um, I would say, probably a, a top five all-time sports nickname. You think that's fair, C? Megatron has got to be up there, right? It's not five. It's not five. <laughs> it's not five. It might be one. It might be one. It could be the greatest nickname in the history of sports. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but as the story goes, it was your teammate, Roy Williams, right, who came up with it initially. How long did it take for it to feel like, oh, wait, this is going to stick. I'm just going to be Megatron. <laughs> it, didn't, it, it didn't stick until, like, during the second, during my second season, Roy was calling me that uh, my whole rookie year. That's kind of in 2007. That's when the first Transformers came out. So, you know, was that thing? He, he was just, you know, Megatron, Megatron. Everybody on the team was just Megatron. And then it didn't really pick up with all the uh, analysis and whatnot to like, you know, par partially do that second season. Were, were you a big Transformers fan at the time? Or like, did you have you seen you know, the movies? The funny thing, I wasn't a huge Transformers fan, really, until the until the movies came out. As a kid, I had Transformers toys and whatnot. But I was like, the initial, I was like, dang, man, that's the bad guy. Don't I want to be Optimus Prime? <laughs> 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 I was like, shit, I can be a bad guy to the defense all day. That works out. Oh, that is great. So, I mean, as as you, it, it does start to take, and maybe you've come to terms with being the, the bad guy for, for the nickname, is there, is there a moment or is there a, a, just like kind of a description of how you ended up embracing it and feeling like, you know, wow, this is, I, I'm Megatron. Like, do you ever have that moment then? Um, you say like just, you know, trying to embrace it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, you got to, man. Um, that became my name. People, I don't think people really knew my name for real, you know. So <laughs> I, I <laughs> well, and your Instagram handle's even Megatron now, right? It, 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 I'm not, I mean, because people don't know my name for real. I'd be like, people just call me Megatron. I'm like, damn, do you really even know my name? Like, <laughs> you know, 
I think I mean, only because I'm doing stuff like this, people might know my, my real name. This is Calvin <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> you know what's crazy, too, is that the first time we ever met was at the, his legendary, he got that legendary ESPN uh this is Sports Center yep. commercial. Yep. And we we filmed our, our Sports Center commercials at the same time. Oh, uh, really? And that, yeah, that was the first time we ever met. So that had to be like 2010, was, maybe 11? Yeah, yeah, I was with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Did, that was pretty cool, man. Did yeah. you guys have a good time shooting it? Because the commercials always come out great. But how about the process of making it? Man, the fact that I was in there with, you know, at ESPN, you know, I, I met CC that day. I met Ricky Fowler that day. And um, I was in there shooting with Stuart Scott and, and the crew, man. And, and I was like, man, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I um, uh, By the way, you're, you're talking about, like, people just knowing you as Megatron. So I'm guessing people come up to you on the street. Are they saying, yo, Megatron, or are they saying Calvin? Only the people, like, I'm doing something um, – Cannabis related is like 50 50. Okay. Know? If I'm like anything Lions related or anything just football or even on the street at the gas station, Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like an actor in a show where you just like call them by the character's name instead of their real name. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. sure I'm sure people in Detroit too, like they like anytime they see you, that's I mean, that's that's Megatron automatically. Oh, yeah. All day. All day. You, you know, Calvin, I, I, I want to ask you kind of about the concept of you're talking about the Detroit fans. You, for many years, much like Barry Sanders was before you, were the pride and joy of Lions fans, right? Even if the team wasn't winning games, we got Megatron, you know, and there does seem to be, and I think we all get a glimpse of this on Thanksgivings every year, this ownership from the community of Detroit about their team where they feel connected to stories within the wins and losses in a way that, at least from afar, feels more pronounced than other fan bases, perhaps. How much responsibility did you feel being the guy for that fan base, especially you know for a franchise that obviously doesn't have the richest history when it comes to wins and losses? Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, it weighed heavily me heavily on me, even like in my, in my retirement decision, because, you know, I, I knew a lot of people came just, to, you know, not just to see me. There's a lot of great players on the team, but a good part of them came to see me play. Same came to see me put up, you know, perform out there. So, I mean, that weighed heavily because, you know, I, I it was it sucked to, you know, to take that away from the fans. But at the same time, it was about me and, and, and having that good quality of life I put I put out some great memories and great experience for experiences for them, but but yeah, man, that was a that was something that, that weighed heavily. And, and honestly, when I that when I made that decision, it was a big weight off my shoulder too. Mm, I bet. Do do you think being if if you know having the history that the Lions had, if if you were in, in trying to think like New England or somewhere else where the, the history was a, was a little different, whereas you know more of a winning culture. You think you would have stuck around a little a little longer? It's hard to say, but it's possible. You know, I, I was talking the other day to somebody about just different players around the league, like Aaron Rodgers and Lamar, and just certain players that can doubt. I mean, in hindsight, while you in the minute, I, I wasn't thinking this of myself in the minute, but in hindsight, I think about it, I would have had success anywhere just because mm -hmm. of how I approached the game. So 
you know, I feel like, of course, you know, um, I would have took that success I had here in Detroit and I would have been able to put that somewhere else. I mean, shoot, if I would have got drafted somewhere else. And I, I'm not going to say the same thing would happen, the same output, but you never know. But I, I feel, I truly feel like the energy and the, the focus that I put into it, I would have achieved similar results uh, elsewhere. And that could have been on a winner. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, you would have. You would have been yeah, putting absolutely. up those numbers anywhere, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is, there's no doubt. You almost had 2,000 yards in a season. There have been franchises clamoring for, for, <laughs> for, for you in their uniform. But it, it's interesting because I was listening uh, somewhat recently to Damian Lillard on my colleague JJ Reddick's podcast, and and it, it, there is something, and I've talked with Dame about this in the past. That okay, like he knows, or or he's aware that there are been many seasons where his team doesn't have a chance at the finals. But he's not just like looking to hop because there's things about that connection that he values and in you know ring culture which exists probably we talk about it much more so in the NBA than any other sport but it pervades all sports conversations it's interesting talking to a guy like Dame or a guy like you Calvin who had this unbelievable fruitful career but maybe in today's culture there would have been more pressure on hey Calvin do you want to get off this team and go try and play for a championship but I'd imagine there's a fulfilling part of you that's like no I played at one place I did something for these fans, and yeah, maybe it didn't result in a ring, but it resulted in a whole lot of other really beautiful experiences. I mean, I think with that being said, you know, what, what we're seeing and me partially being in Detroit is that, you know, places that you, that the guys have success in, you know, when you move away, when I go back to Atlanta, yeah, people might recognize me, but I don't have that same kind of clout that I do in Detroit. I don't got that same kind of pool like I do in Detroit, you know. Or I got a cop that might give me an escort off a flip of a hat. I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, something to staying in, in the town and because and, the fans, you know, you really, you know, you, you stay close to their heart, you know, and, and I really love being here because I'm able to, you know, do things, especially being in the cannabis industry where I can, you know, come together with the fans and, um, you know, really share some uh, special moments. Nah, that's. I mean, I, I feel that 100% because me staying here in Jersey, I didn't want to stay here, but having the four kids and my kids, you know, being East Coast kids, we ended up having to stay here. But for business-wise and anything that I, like, want to do, being in Yankee land, I mean, this is the perfect place for me to be, you know, I mean, after playing here 11 years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Calvin, uh, how was the uh, Celebrity All-Star game? In Salt Lake City. <laughs> you know, it's funny, man. The only reason I got invited to that. So me and my buddy Gossip Cherilis, one of the awesome tackles, he played with me here in Detroit for a while. We um, I snowboarded, ski, we're out in Park City. We was like, man, let's hit up a game while we're out here. We went out on a Wednesday night to check out the game. And, and the ownership group was dope out there, man. They took care of us. You know, they showed us around the house, around the arena, and really how they take care of the players, like, like it's just it's 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 next level, man. How they how, how they take care of players like like Alabama and stuff like that. These organizations that really put a lot of value into just you know, the 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 uh, you know where their team or where their team is at. I guess in the headspace and on the court. Um, so I got I you know I was you know they showed me around. You know we had a good time. So they invited me back out to All Star Weekend. Uh, playing a game. I don't know why I say yes, but I did because I don't get hooped. <laughs> <laughs> I messed around and hurt myself at the end of the second half, man. <laughs> I did not recover from that. <laughs> really? What did what, what, what you, you do? What'd you do? 
I came down on somebody's foot after trying to block a shot, and I was swatting people's stuff, boy. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, I came down on somebody's foot, and I, I don't know. It's like an Achilles and calf injury that I had. Something got tightened up in there. I couldn't even, couldn't even, I couldn't even flex my toe after that. Oh, uh, uh, see. Right. Uh, nah, hooping ain't. That's what we got to stick to the golf course, bro. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but Calvin, it, it's unbelievable. You can do everything. We also saw you finish top three on Dancing with the Stars as well, man. <laughs> that was a blast, man. That was a blast. How and were I mean, those it, workouts? It, enough, but it was a blast. It, though, it looks intense. It looks the 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 work that goes in to getting ready for each performance right. seems so intense. How would you just describe the process and the yeah. work that goes into getting ready? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the very beginning, they told me it's like three, four days a week. You perform once a week. It's that simple, you know? Come on. I'm like, oh, okay, that's easy. I can do Man, that day is six days a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's one, one day is off, it's just travel day. <laughs> I mean, basically, you work Monday through, fr through, through Friday, travel Friday or Saturday. And then on the weekend, uh, on Saturday, you do like a walkthrough, kind of literally you perform on Saturday, just so everybody, the cameras know where to be at. Uh, for you perform for when you go live on Sunday and the Sunday is a live show. You know, what was crazy is like you're putting in all this footwork, all this stuff in like in really like four or five days, all this content, like two minutes worth of steps. And depending on the song, it might be like that, 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 or it might be drawn out in like a um, ballroom type deal. You know, with that cha-cha, you know, you just constantly moving, like just footwork drill for two minutes and you got to remember um, what you're doing. So it's really like you really got to go all in or you're going to be looking foolish out there. So if you don't go all in and build, like get that stuff built into your muscle memory throughout the, those four days that you got to get it in, then Sunday when it comes, like there's like, if you mess up, like <laughs> it's, it's like it's for the whole world to see. And it looks, it's bad. It's very bad. But I messed up in like one dance. Um, I forget which dance it was, but you know, other than that, man, if you put in the work, you know, you'll get, I mean, it'll it, it, be a hell of an experience. And I made it to the finals, you know, so it was a heck of a experience, you know, to lose to um, uh, what's the gymnast's name? Lori. Um, I forget her, forget her name. Um, Someone will text us the answer in, in yeah, a moment. Sure. Right. I, 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 yeah. I'm but I lost the gold, gold medalist, so I'm like, it's okay. I made it to the finals. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's not too bad. Now, Calvin, has it has it enhanced your dancing performance? in the aftermath of that? Has it made you any more anxious to start moving when you hear music? Yes, but that's not necessarily a good thing because, I mean, I could take coach, but I'm going to freestyle? No, that's not the best thing. <laughs> you need to have some structure. Like, uh, that's some structure. great. <laughs> you need to go back to your three days a week and, and, and your one performance, man. I'll call my girl, Lil Lindsay. I'm like, hey, I need some help. <laughs> and Lori and Hernandez. That's who it was, who you lost to. Lori Hernandez. Lori Hernandez. Boom. Yes, yeah. that's who it was. Um. Calvin, uh, I I, I want to ask you also when it comes to Primitive, uh, your, your your cannabis and wellness company. People want to learn about it. People want to purchase your products. How how do they find out more about it, man? Yeah, for sure. Um, for just Primitive, um, the cannabis part of it, that's um you know strictly in the Michigan market and the other markets that we're uh, licensing with uh, coming online here is, is Boston to be great. But for Primitive Performance, um, what we we're talking about earlier. Um, that line of products features nanotechnology. Um, you can find it on primitiveperformance.com. That's primitive without the E at the end, primitiveperformance.com. 
And uh, like I said, it's just exciting because it features nanotechnology. We got a high performance nano emulsion, uh, which is our own intellectual property um, that's that's making this so effective. And it's effective because it bi basically bypasses the intestinal system and gets into the bloodstream, making it more bioavailable for the end user. And that's what's different about our topical and our uh, our uh, electrolyte solution that's different from other products on the market market because not all products feature the nanotechnology and it's just taking it a step further by adding some uh, pharmaceutical pharmaceutical equipment into the equation so we're just trying to stick stick to our guns and be innovative uh, in the industry awesome man well, we, we know it's going to be a smashing success because you're good at everything you do. So this is uh, th there's absolutely no doubt about that. I do want to ask you, though, is there anything that you are hilariously bad at? Like, is there anything that you just like, man, you know what? Like this I'm terrible at because we know, you know, we know you've gotten into golf, even though you got it, You have to wait till it warms up. We know you've become an expert snowboarder. We saw you hoop in Salt Lake City. You can clearly do that. One of the I've greatest you, receivers in all time. Seen you for photography. You can take pictures. Like, you're good at that. Yep. We've seen you dance. We, you, you hit a home run at Comerica Park. <laughs> I mean, I, the things you listed, dancing would be the least. But I'm trying to think. Well, I can't sing for crap. I like to okay. sing, but I can't sing, so... That's just my shower singing, so y'all ain't ever gonna hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm, I know there is just what whatever I haven't tried yet. Put it like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I take pride in what I do, man. My dad always taught me if you're gonna do something, do it right. You know, so I just take pride in the things that I do. Well. It shows, Calvin, we so appreciate the time, man, and uh, congratulations on everything you're doing. Continue best of luck with Primitive and uh, look forward to seeing whatever you take on next because we know it's going to be awesome. Appreciate it, Ryan. Appreciate it, CC. Good appreciate you, bro. Good to see you, dog. Thanks, man. No problem. No problem. We'll talk to you. All right, so that was our conversation with Calvin, man. As you guys can see, he's one of the smartest, most interesting athletes that I've ever been around. You can see why he's had success in his life and will continue to have success. So it was a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. One thing I wanted to get into as the basketball playoffs are about to start is we've, we've seen me, Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson, and you've seen a couple of these fights um, happen in, in, in these intense moments, man. It's crazy to see these guys fighting in the huddle. I mean, obviously, stuff boils over and, and things happen in the heat of the moment, especially when fighting for a playoff spot. But what's crazy to me is, is to see all of this stuff that, that gets leaked, whether it's a Timberwolves employee or the Jordan Poole footage getting leaked. You know, I, I think that we live in an age where people want to know everything that's going on. And, and sometimes it's not good for, for organizations. You know what I mean? Like when stuff like this, this, this does happen. You want to keep it in house and it's already bad enough that you got two teammates fighting and then after that you, you hear about hear what kai anderson said in the locker room and then now maybe car anthony towns has to answer questions about this or anthony edwards have to answer questions about this so it just makes it a huge huge distraction when these employees want to give out information that that probably shouldn't be out to the to the media so i think in, in those situations you make it harder for the players and the organizations that they work for when they give out this information. So this is one of the things I wanted to touch on. Obviously, the NBA playoffs are coming up. Baseball is is kicking in the stride. It's been good to watch the baseball season two with uh, the the pitch clock and two hour game, two hour and thirty minute games. I mean, I know I keep harping on that. I don't want that to be the only thing that I talk about this season, but 
it is. It's it's fun to to turn on a game and know it's going to end at some point and you don't have to watch it all night. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's been fun to be a sports fan right now. I, obviously, I just said the Masters was great. NBA playoffs and uh, baseball is going on. So, also, I want to give a shout out to O'Neal Cruz. I seen, you know, he had an awkward play at the plate a couple of days ago, and I think he's out for a little while. And I definitely want to send a shout out to Mallory Swanson. Saw that she went down against Ireland and suffered a, a torn patella. Looks like she may not be healthy for the World Cup. So I definitely want to send a shout out to her and her family. And Dansby, who's a friend of the pod, get well soon. And, and, and definitely O'Neal Cruz, I want to see you get back on the field soon too. So best wishes to the both of them. We'll be back to you guys next week. Check us out on all your channels. Rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace.